When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, guys? Welcome again to another episode of Back to the Backup. I'm Nate. That's Brian here to my my right. Happy Super Bowl week. Uh, I know it's been a minute since we've seen you guys. Uh, last episode, I think we both of us recorded was about... Conference championships. Ah, yeah, yeah, that Thursday, I think. Uh, it's been a minute then, but... Yeah. It's all good. We're back. Uh, so we appreciate you all you know, for being here and uh, listening to us. In this, uh, it's Wednesday, so uh, we're almost at the Super Bowl. And after that, that's going to be it for football uh, yep. for quite a while, right? Unless you're interested in the UFL, but. I don't know. I might watch a game here and there. It might be something I throw on in the background, but I don't know if I'm going to sit down and watch like I watch the NFL. Exactly. Like, yeah, oh, nothing's says... on. Okay, I'll watch DC Defenders, whatever the hell their name is, against <laughs> Memphis. Sure. Cool. <laughs> like, it's not like. <laughs> Sorry. It's not, it's not, no, you guess it's, it's not something that you're like, oh, okay, let's, I want to go watch that because I, you know, I'm interested in it. It's just like, it's not something you, you're very interested you're, in compared to the you, NFL. You're interested in it because it has X either college stars or NFL stars that like you forgot about. Like watching mm-hmm. the, the AAF was fun because Trent Richardson was actually being a good running back in that league or, you know, Watching Canadian football was fun because Johnny Manziel is the quarterback. Like, we want to see these, you know, cast-offs get a second chance. That's what the USFL, they're smart. Just get all these big-name college guys. Just be like, figure it out. See if you can turn it around. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, other than that, you know, we still have basketball. Obviously, when football is over, you still have baseball as well. Uh, but if you're an avid football fan, you don't got much. You have uh, you have Sunday, and then you got to wait till the draft or basically wait till August. Yeah, it's, it's the draft in August. When, when camps open up. When mm-hmm. camps open up in like July, June. Exactly. And then we still got to break down our Giants as, um, you know, they have a pretty high draft pick, number six overall, I believe, at the yep. moment. Well, it's, it's not going to change unless they try I mean, out. it could change. There's I've, I've heard rumors change looking at one. 
another one, straight up to one, but there are rumors. Shane has made the phone call. There is, has been a phone call made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, that, is that Shane actually having interest or him being a good general manager? We don't know. Exactly. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, um, obviously, we'll talk some giant stuff uh, later on in the show. We know they made some coaching staff moves, uh, especially with the tight ends coach and most importantly as well, uh, defensive coordinator. So we'll dive into that uh, later on. Obviously, you guys aren't here to you know listen to us talk about the Giants. You know, obviously, Super Bowl Fifty Eight is uh, upon us between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco Forty Niners. Uh, as we all know, most of us wanted the Lions or Ravens to make it, and uh, like both yeah. games wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew I felt I've kind of had a good feeling about Kansas City, uh, and obviously a good feeling about yeah. Detroit too. They had a pretty solid. Um, lead hang, heading in halftime, and they blew it, uh, unfortunately. So, what are you going to It do? was just – I tweeted this out, but, like, that game was just, like, undeniable proof the Detroit Lions are a cursed organization. They blew, they were they had the game controlled at halftime. The game was over, and then they let the Niners come back in. Which is – it's kind of sad because, like, like he mentioned uh, – Dan Campbell, the coach, mentioned it was like, you know, this may be our only shot to be here. I'm thinking myself was kind of true because like mm-hmm. it was already tough enough for them to get this far, you know, beating the Rams in the wild card round. Um, who did defeat in the divisional? They defeated the uh, the Bucks. So yeah, they they beat they defeated the Buccaneers in the divisional round. Then they you know took on SF and it was just like they had a yeah. decent lead and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden everything just came. You were two quarters from a Super Bowl. <laughs> this the first Super Bowl in Lions history, by the way. Two quarters mm-hmm. from it. And you couldn't hang on. And he's right. We like to take the granted thinking our team's going to be good one day, but there's a real possibility that they just never will be. So make every opportunity you can. Just take the most of it. Just take the points. That's what exactly. the games yeah. people know to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, if the fourth down conversions worked out, we wouldn't be sitting here and criticizing him for it, but it did not. That's yeah. um, every gamble. Every gamble yeah. is either we praise them and it works out, or if it doesn't work out, we crucify them. And that's what Dan Campbell is feeling this week. Maybe it's a learning experience. He can, you know, now know for the future, maybe not be as aggressive. But it's, you know, it's unfortunate it happened when it did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, because of the Lions down for the, you know, 49ers in the Super Bowl for the second time in as many years. Um, and then as we, look, as we go to the AFC side, uh, the Chiefs beat the Ravens in a pretty close game. 17 to 10, I believe, was the final score. Uh, I mean, look, I know Lamar's gonna be the MVP, I understand it, but uh, once again, in the playoffs, he did not look good in that game at all. And say, I don't know what to tell you, I honestly, it's just this guy. Some guys just don't have like some guys just can't handle the playoffs, some guys just don't have it. And I would love Lamar to have it, but so far, what track record does he have? Absolutely like what's the nothing. big what's the big quarterback he's beaten? I, I'm pretty sure I could you probably could find them, but I can't think one off the top of my head. No, no, there's there's just there's no one. No, there's no one. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're at this stage of the, of the playoffs, you know, you gotta, you know take on guys like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen and stuff like that. If you can't beat them, then you don't really belong in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lamar had a chance. He was the number one seed heading into this, uh, the conference championship. 
or heading to, into the playoffs as a whole. Yeah, in Baltimore, you're at home. No excuses. You know, you, you're you welcoming in uh, Patrick Mahomes for his second road game ever in his career uh, during the playoffs, and he goes out there and outplays you. Um, and you can – I mean, you had everyone at your disposal. You had Mark Andrews back at, at yep. some capacity. Yeah, you had Likely, you had Bateman, not, uh, not Bateman, uh, Safe Flowers, Odell, all that stuff. Yeah. And you still couldn't get it done. So what's the excuse? Is it the receivers or is it you? It's, it looks like it's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the common denominator in this in each Ravens playoff failure since Lamar's been there? It's him. Lamar. Or John Harbaugh. But I and don't true. think you're firing Harbaugh. He's no. won a Super Bowl. He, he won a Super Bowl. He's proven he can do it. Yeah. With Joe Flacco. And, you know, exactly. And then Lamar has the extension, obviously. But And it's not like we're, we're going to sit here and say, you know, they should trade him or anything. But it's just that. I don't know what else you need in Baltimore. Seriously, I, yeah. I really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I know the defensive coordinator is gone, so they're going to have to get someone else. Uh, but other than that, Baltimore has some work to do. Yeah. This offseason, whether it's I, – I, I don't know what they need. I really don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is either. Maybe just like – maybe just like an explosive wide receiver. Like just go out there, maybe trade for a Stephon Diggs if he's available. Just go get somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe just get that true because, like, yeah, Beckham's fine. Um, Marquise, uh, all the receivers are fine. Uh, Zay Flowers mm-hmm. is fine, but like, yeah. there's, I mean, Zay Flowers would probably be the number one wide receiver one day, but they don't have like that stud right now. So yeah. maybe going out and getting that stud, you could pair Lamar, will make them even better. Exactly. Just, you know, when you're number one seed, there's not much room to improve, but that'd be the one area I think I would look at and be like, all right, maybe we can get. You know, a T. Higgins to pair with Zay Flowers. That gives us a really good um, wide receiver room. Yeah, so we'll see with Baltimore, but uh, yeah, they're out. Detroit's out, and now we're you know we went from thirty-two teams at week one to uh, fourteen teams in the playoffs, and now we're down to two. Uh, two that nobody teams. wanted. Yeah. And I wanted the Chiefs, Loki. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm 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 cool with the whole. Swift and Kelsey stuff. I think it's it's good for for business, but that's just me. And mm. plus, I love Travis. I like Travis Kelsey, but anyways. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start with the Chiefs. I mean, look, this season has been completely different. I guess I would say when it comes to Kansas City, uh, yeah. they have they weren't you know the most dominant team in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, they struggled on multiple occasions, especially on offense, where it was it was to the point where their defense carried them to. Uh, a good amount of wins this year, and then um, the playoffs came around. All of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they woke up, and that's dangerous because, uh, yeah, that was an issue in the regular season. But now it's not really an issue. Those two have been on fire, I guess, is to say the least. And if well, – not if, but with guys like Isaiah Pacheco already playing well as it is, uh, you have Rasheed Rice looking like the number one guy, a wide receiver. As long as Kadarius Tony doesn't play. I don't um, think he's playing. <laughs> I don't think he's playing. Along with the defense that has, like I said, been playing absolutely out of their minds this season. The Kansas City Chiefs look dangerous. Uh, at, you know, Like I said, they went from, you know, they didn't look good in the regular season to a team mm-hmm. that, you know, no one wants to play in the playoffs. I guess my first question to you is, um, what do you think of the Chiefs' season so far? I mean, it's been. I mean, I think the the biggest comparison you can make to it is that um, the Patriots, when they 
it was week four in Kansas City. I think Brady might have thrown like two or three interceptions, and they lost badly. And everyone's saying this is the end of that dynasty. The end, Patriots are over, and they scuffled the rest of the year. But then the playoffs came around, and they won a Super Bowl. The Chiefs are, I think, in the same boat where it's like, all right, this team is clearly not as good as they once were, but they have so much experience in the postseason. That doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is so good. Andy Reid is such a good coach. They know how to win these games, and they're just going to do it. So, like, we're sitting here like, how the Chiefs win the AFC championship? How they, how they win the AFC champions? I think the better question is, why were we doubting the Chiefs to get to the AFC championship and win it? Why was like no one on the Chiefs this year? That's I think is a better question. I think just because of their seeding, because you know, yeah, it's because they weren't the number one seed, but like mm-hmm. that doesn't matter because yeah. if you look at the the Ravens, like the number one seed, mm-hmm. they didn't work out for them, you know, and yeah. it's like. Um, like we talked about just now about the offensive struggles this year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, this was a down year for him. Uh, put those in quotes, down year, because he – it's not like he played bad, but it's just he's statistically He still had a great season. He played yeah, franchise like, records on certain teams. Yeah, like I would kill for a quarterback to, to have yeah, the statistics like he did this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of Chiefs um, – the chief standards, I guess, of what we're used to seeing from Mahomes, uh, that's he just wasn't the himself. But yeah, I, I mean, Kelsey was not as good during the regular season. No, uh, the receivers were an issue until like past the There's, midway point. Well, I would say three, three fourths of the season. I don't think we really saw Rashid Rice break out to like December, maybe late November. Mm, that's true. You're right because we were having to deal with like. Was it Marquez Otis Scantling? Yeah, he dropped that. I think it was the Eagles game where he dropped that wide open touchdown and just smashed his helmet against the uh the stands. Yeah. That was not pretty. No. So I mean I, I understand Mahomes's, I guess, statistical struggles this season, uh in or during the regular season, I should say, but things like like I mentioned, things have, you know, heated up uh during yeah. this postseason, and that's when you need you know, needed to to happen is when the playoffs come, you gotta step your game up, and they've done an amazing job of that. They beat the Dolphins, and then mm-hmm. they beat the uh, they beat the Bills again beat- in the playoffs, <laughs> and then they <laughs> and they beat uh, Lamar, defeated, and they beat Lamar, Baltimore, and, they, and here they are. They're in Vegas, even though no one, well, most people do not want them there in this rule. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do? You know, I don't they know play if they well. don't want the Chiefs. I don't know if they want the spectacle around the Chiefs to be there. I think, I think if a certain pop star, and I'm not going to say her name because I don't feel like getting attacked online, but if she wasn't there, I feel like there would be less hatred towards the Chiefs. There would be like a, uh, oh, seriously, again? But like not like this, like, I want the Chiefs to lose. I can't have this person win a ring. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, look, they've, they've done nothing wrong. Kansas no, City they haven't. Has- it's, it's the media that's that's yeah. done them wrong. They've painted them. They've you know they're doing what As every team does. A superstar is in the building. We're going to show them. Yeah, they've just shown I mean, them a lot. Yeah, they. I mean the the attention towards uh, her has died down, but they still find a way to to complain. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, obviously, if if you're Kelsey, I kind of feel for him because he has to go through yeah. this every week. Uh, but he's handled it well. And oh, so he's handled great. Of, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The rest of the team has as well. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I I just yeah. I don't understand the hate. But it's a distraction. Like it really like it's a distraction. I could see teams that maybe aren't as well coached or mature as the Chiefs mm-hmm. 
kind of splitting. Like, you know, I could see guys being like, yo, screw Travis Kelsey. He's dating, you know, this person. She's always there. He's always talking about F that mm-hmm. guy. I'm, you know, I'm, I might, might be flashy, but I'm playing linebacker. I'm getting 10 tackles a game. Where's, where's my yeah. praise? Where's my wife yeah. getting, you know, a thousand pictures are taken of her. But yeah. I think it's on the Chiefs how good their locker room is that that didn't happen. Or yeah. if it did, it was squashed very quickly and didn't let it impact the play on the field. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I just, it just feels like Kelsey doesn't even mention her in the locker room. Like it's just, he keeps yeah. it so, I guess, enclosed in, in some capacity to where it's like, yeah. yeah, the attention's great, but I'm not over here bragging to my teammates that I'm dating Taylor Swift. No. He's not so. like seeking attention with it. No. He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm dating her and we're just dating. Like he's, He's trying to be as normal with it as possible in an unnormal situation, dating maybe the most popular person on the planet right now. It just goes to show if you shoot your shot. It yeah, might really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone out there looking for love, shoot your shot because you don't. Exactly. Travis, Travis Kelsey saw Taylor Swift in concert, and exactly. now we're sitting here in like a concert. Yeah, so. Which, by the way, she's going to make it to the game, I think. I think she has a, a concert in Japan. No, she's going to make it. <laughs> they, 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 they path the route out. She, she's got a private jet. She's going to leave Tokyo as soon as her concert's over and be in Vegas for kickoff. Of course. Well, that's love right there, baby. Uh, but, uh, shout uh, shout out to the Chiefs. Shout out to the Chiefs, man. Hell of a season. Um, mm-hmm. Holmes, Pacheco. Oh, I love Pacheco, man. He's been stuck. Yeah, Pacheco's nice. Yeah. Seven, seven round, seventh round or two. So, uh, you know, that just shows, man. Just shows you don't need running backs. Running, you can find a running back wherever. Except if you're the Giants, anyways. No. Um, <laughs> we shipped over to the NFC side uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this is a team that I uh, very very close to. I'm. Uh, I don't know about close. Let's well, just, I'm surrounded by people who logically love them a close. Lot. Uh, yeah, I, it's it sucks. I mean, we have, we have neighbors over here, you know, blasting fireworks when they when they beat the Packers, Don't which pissed that. me off. Your neighbors are awesome. I would love your. I would love to live next to your neighbors. That sounds like so much fun. They be, they barely beat the Packers, and they want to set off fucking fireworks. I don't I would understand. Fireworks off. If it was the Giants, I'd one hundred percent lose fireworks off. But you, it's the last. No, if you're the number one seed, and you beat the seven seed by three, I don't want you to be firing fire, firing fireworks like bro. Yeah, I'm celebrating. <laughs> I also I, probably I, be drunk, but I'm celebrating. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but like the point is, 49ers beat the Packers to get to the conference championship, being the number one seed. They had the bye week in the wild card round. They faced Detroit. They were down by a good twenty some points, then came out in the second half, like hungry as hell, and they. They beat down the Lions. They they what scored twenty four unanswered points. Yeah, uh, to get the win. And um, hate to say it, but the story of Brock Purdy continues. That young man has been a stud. Uh, we talked about on previous episodes, mostly well, towards the beginning of the season, uh, where I personally was like, oh well, you know Brock Purdy. We need to see him when when things are um, things aren't doing so good. You know, or like, oh, he he needs a healthy squad around him to succeed. Yeah, well, I should have shut the fuck up because he was down by a good 27 points in the conference championship versus yeah. Detroit Lions, came out of nowhere and let the comeback. So I was wrong. My apologies. I'm a hater. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, pretty yes. pretty definitely quieted a lot of the critics with that game. Yeah. Because he was. Oops. He took control. 
He he did, did exactly what everybody wanted him to do. He did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we should, you know, not not we, but people who are calling him a game manager. Let's let's kind of just cut that off because he is no, uh, like because I don't. Oh, this is just me. I don't think game manager manager is a negative term. I just think it's a style of play. I don't yeah, think but that, I don't. You don't like love the game manager, but like you're telling me like. Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, um, Brock Purdy, like I would take all those guys on the Giants right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think it's yeah. just quarterbacks don't like to be called that. It's like oh no, they well. don't. And there's a there's a negative term around it, but I don't think there should be. I think it should just be like you know, like I guess base like in baseball, there's like a power pitcher and a control pitcher. A power pitcher throws with a lot of speed, and a control pitcher uses like curveballs and junk. Why can't we have then? Both of those pitch are fine styles. It's just two different styles of play. Why can't we have that sort of system for a quarterback where we have, you know, the dual threat, the scrambler, and, like, you know, the, the pocket passer, field general, you know, game manager type guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, as, as Mr. Wilson here joins us, says, I hate the 49ers, uh, like most of us. But you, you when you get to celebrate, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair, that's fair enough. Well, you know, when the Giants beat the Vikings in the wild card around last year, I was celebrating myself. So I guess he has a. If I had access to fireworks, I would love fireworks. The Giants won last year. I did not have <laughs> access to fireworks. I just screamed and yelled and celebrated. That's all I could do. Yeah, um, that's all I did. But yeah, I think with with Purdy statistically, he doesn't look like a game manager. I think to me, game managers like so. Garoppolo was a game manager. Okay, yeah. that's that's a straight game manager, but. Looking at pretty statistics, I mean, he threw for 267 against Detroit, 252 against the, the Packers. Um, I mean, he's putting up a, a solid amount of yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he threw for 4280, 40, no, 4200, almost 4300 yards, 31 touchdowns. Come on, that's not game that's manager. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's like, sure. That's, like, it helps when you have guys like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, but still, mm-hmm. you have you got the ball to them. In forty-three thousand yeah. yards, that's not all after yards at the catch. Exactly. Like if you're a game manager, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call it. Like if you're a game manager, I just feel like that means you just you struggle to get the ball to your guys, no matter who you're surrounded with. And it like, I'll, I'll admit it. Before I've I've criticized it. I was like, oh well, Purdy has all these weapons. Like, what if what happens if he doesn't have these guys? Well, it's not his fault, and I, and I and I recognized that too late. You know, when I made that point, I was like, okay, it's not his fault that he has Adibo Samuel. It's not his fault he has a Brendan Ayuk, yeah. uh, nor is it his fault that he has Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they what are you supposed to do? Just just not get better uh, on, yeah. on offense? I mean, they it's not his fault. Um, no, Garoppolo had McCaffrey last year uh, for I don't know a few a few games or so, and yeah, Garoppolo just, had. Uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk for majority of his time yeah. there, and he was the same dude. And Purdy yeah. comes out of nowhere and just he just shines. And so, um, and you could talk about oh he sometimes he checks it down to his guys too much. No, we've seen on many instances uh, the ability to, to you know push the ball down the field. Hence the Brandon Ayuk catch uh, that was deflected off the Lions defender and into his oh. hands. Oh, that hurt, man. If well, I was poor Detroit, media, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Detroit just, oh. I'm just like, just, oh. I'm just like, yeah. Um, the absolute worst. Oh, 100%. So, but yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey, throwing some Kittle, uh, Kittle in there as well. 
Uh, I mean, this just this offense led by Purdy is just something you. I don't know. You don't want to mess around with them either. And, you know, thinking about it, you just have to think, you know, if Purdy was healthy during that game last year against the Eagles, maybe. They probably win. They probably win, if we're being honest. But it's Josh Johnson, so whatever. Yeah. yeah the Eagles only uh, won that game because they got off to such a big lead early because the Niners just couldn't move the ball. But mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey's playing quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> they're, on their, they're on their fifth string quarterback. And they're in the and, you know, championship game. And even if Philadelphia got to that big league like you mentioned, or they did get to that big league like you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. and if Purdy was still healthy during that game, maybe he would have let the comeback. We just yeah. saw Detroit had a big lead. Purdy came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Just the same. Exactly. That's that's unfortunately that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh because you could be winning by winning uh you could be winning by so much, all of a sudden it just evaporates yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So uh McCaffrey has had a hell of a season. He's definitely my pick for offensive player of the year. Uh, Debo yeah. Samuel, uh, he's McCaffrey to me not, would be my MVP if it wasn't just a quarterback position. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, him mm-hmm. and Tyreek. Well, Tyreek played yeah. a few more games, but uh, still, yeah, true. Who else? Well, that's pretty much it in terms of non-quarterbacks or MVP. Yeah, I just want to like a defense. Like Micah Parsons starting the year was like on track for. I don't know. He kind of went a little quiet there at the end, but yeah, because he played the, the start. fucking Jets to, to start the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did have LT comparisons in those first um, two games. Yeah, that does kind of die down a little bit. A little I don't bit. think he's at that level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Debo Samuel. He's to me, he's still a gadget type of wide receiver, but can't complain. He's he's showing up when it's when it's needed. Brandon Ayuk is clearly to me the wide receiver number one in that. On that team, George Kittle has had his moments. I mean, he was first mm-hmm. team All Pro, so you know, definitely an argument for best tight end in the league this year. Uh, and then uh, offensive line, hell of a job, you know, protecting Purdy yeah. or opening holes for McCaffrey, led by Trent Williams, of course. And then uh, other than that, offensively, they have no other flaws offensively, or do, they don't really have any flaws offensively. To the line's honest. a little weak, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah. N- nothing too. I By guess, week, I mean, like, it could be better, but, like, it's solid. Yeah. Like, they could make moves that they wanted to, but it's not, like, yeah. a desperate need. So. No. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I don't know how to describe this fucking defense. I'm sorry. I mean, like, you got Bosa, you got Chase Young, Hargrave, Armstead, Warner, and Greenlaw in the, uh, in the middle as linebackers. I guess their only weakness is really – a quarterback's worst nightmare with that pass rush coming at them. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe the corners to an extent with Lenore. True. And Ward. But if you hit the quarterback fast enough, there's oh, no point. There's, there's no point of having because the ball's not getting out. But I think that's the thing because they are playing Patrick Mahomes and he is not stationary. He will no. get out of that pocket and improvise. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the scary thing about – I think that's the matchup I'm looking forward to the most is the Mahomes yeah. versus Niners defense because, you know, you have Young and, and Bosa on the outside, and we know about – especially on the right side with Jawan – no, Jawan totally puts the right side, right? Jawan? Yeah. The right right mm-hmm. side? I think so. So it's like uh... – all right then. Yeah, uh, yeah Tim. <laughs> what was that? I heard the, the leaf blower, I guess. Uh, so excuse me for that. Uh, but anyways, uh, 
No, he's muted. He has muted himself, so. Oh, no, he's back. You gotta be kidding me. Okay, cool. I'll just back to my AirPods. Anyways, uh, so if the audio seems a little bit off, just let me know. What was that? Jawan Taylor on the right side? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that means Bosa would be, oh, shit. I mean, regardless if it's Bosa or Chase Young on the right side. It's not easy. You're in trouble because Taylor, he he scares me at right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's some improvements, I guess, throughout the season, but he's just someone I don't trust at right tackle. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to have some issues to deal with there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if Mahomes can scramble out and make plays, I think they'll be fine. Uh, yeah. I don't but. know. We'll see. I, I would say Mahomes gets sacked about. I think four times. Twice. Four Twice. times? Yeah, I think he gets four times. But I think a couple of them are just, like, him running around. It's, like, not that bad oh, of a okay. sack. Like, you know, like, oh, each sack lost a one. He sack gotcha. lost a two. All right. I'll take so that most. It's a, it's a, it's a sack, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that most, too. Uh, from, I think he'll, he'll figure it. He'll be able to scramble out. And, uh, I mean, it's not like this Chiefs team is solely dependent dependent on the pass. I mean, they no. they have ran the ball this season more than I've ever seen them in. Uh, they forced to run the ball memory. more. Oh yeah, I said no trust in his receivers. They have to run the ball. I don't think there is any trust still. I mean, sure, there's Rasheed Rice, but there's there's been games that's where just very developing. I just think it's still like raw. I oh, think they're 100%. just starting to build that chemistry, and if like one, a couple bad plays could destroy that. Mm-hmm. They they need a uh, a wide receiver number one. Yes, exactly. Uh, this offseason, now mm-hmm. who's it going to be? I don't know, but. Uh, yeah. I don't want to do a giant comparison, but, like, it's not a, a great one. But Rashid Rice kind of reminds you of, like, Hyatt, where, like, we think Hyatt could develop to a wide receiver one, but that doesn't mean we want him being the wide receiver one next year. We want someone else. Mm-hmm. We want exactly. an established one. Yeah, because I guess, yeah, the worst-case scenario is having a Hyatt or a Rice be a wide receiver number one. And like you mentioned, we're not trying to compare the two. Uh, because Rice is, it looks like he's levels above higher as of right now. Yeah. But it's just the, I guess, the, the comfortabil- comfortability. Yeah. So. It's similar, like, these two guys are both young receivers, have bright futures. Both can be wide receiver ones. But is next season the time for them to be wide receiver one? No. No, mm-hmm. it's they need a few more years. Exactly. So we will see. Uh, with that, but other than that, um, yeah, Niners defense is scary. I mean, they, they get to the quarterback, and Greenlaw and Warner have been solid as a linebacker duo. Obviously, at safety, they lost Ufunga uh, a few or weeks or a month ago with the ACL, but uh, it hasn't hurt them too much. I will say the only concern is that if Kansas City gets off to a fast start like the Lions did, I don't think the Niners have a chance because yeah. they are two Lions and Chiefs are at two different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is the Chiefs game to lose. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I guess my my question to add on is what do the Chiefs need to do? Do they need to score early or what do they need to do to, to kind of – Yeah, I think, score, I think score early because, like, sure, a lot of those guys on the team were on that Niners team from 2020. But there's a few new faces, like especially Brock Purdy and, you know, Christian McCaffrey wasn't on that team. So – if you get out early, those nerves are going to rally, you know, get up quick, and they're going to force things that are going to lead to mistakes. 
Plus mm-hmm. the Niners, you know, we talk all day about the Niners team, but they have Kyle Shanahan who has, you know, been in two Super Bowls and should have won two Super Bowls and blew two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. In the in twenty eight to three he was the OC. And then with seven minutes ago, I think the Niners had a ten point lead on the Chiefs in twenty twenty before they collapsed in the fourth quarter. So like I don't want to put my eggs in that kind of basket where like this guy has had leads and have blown them every single time he's been there. He can't mm-hmm. handle his play calling doesn't change for the moment when it comes to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think um yeah, I think I, I keep going back to the wide receivers because I just like, do you really trust them in, in, in as big of a, of a game like this? Not really. So I don't, I, tr- I I don't trust them either, but like I've been saying that all season about the Chiefs, all postseason about the Chiefs, and they just continue to prove me wrong. So I'm not going to be sitting there on Sunday going, man, I can't believe they proved me wrong again. It's like, no, this is a really good team. I think they have just some, some something other teams don't when it comes to these kinds of games. An extra but level we haven't seen since Brady Belichick. But who's it going to be, though? That's the thing in terms of who's going to leave. Is it going to be Rice? Is it going to be Justin Watson? It's just we just don't know. Yeah, I think it's uh, either Rice or Kelsey are the two guys to look at. Oh, yeah. Kelsey is no question. I think it's just a matter of if mm-hmm. Kelsey's being guarded. Heavily. I mean, I don't think anyone can cover Kelsey on the no. Niners unless – No. Because Fred Warner and Greenlaw, if I am correct, aren't – known for their coverage yeah. yeah i don't yeah you're not going to stick a corner on them because then that leaves rice open exactly so uh yeah uh, I, I would say with the chiefs just score early get things going just mm-hmm. depend on the run game once you get that a good amount of lead because you don't want the niners to be on that field for as long as possible and even if they are i think the chiefs defense will will, will get it done uh yeah. because they've been playing phenomenal all season long uh mm-hmm. for the niners just uh well, what do you think? What do they got to do to win? I think they got to stop Patrick Mahomes. I think they have to – I think they do to, you know, just hit Mahomes often and early and get him, you know, don't get him comfortable. Let him be frantic. Let him be, you know, kind of running around. Because I think if Mahomes struggles, the Chiefs will struggle. Mm. All righty. We will – yeah, for me, just uh, as simple as this, man. Just let McCaffrey run the ball and see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it, if you guys are down early, then uh, use McCaffrey in the passing game. <laughs> yep, yeah, him and I use baby him and Mister mm-hmm. I use maybe Debo Samuel except But like I said, I don't really like Debo like that. I just yeah. don't really think he's very trustworthy. But anyways, all right. Well, um, yeah, this is gonna be our only. Yeah, we don't plan on recording unless something crazy happens uh, before yeah. Sunday. But uh, so we'll just make our predictions now. I got Chiefs. Um, I'm sorry, y'all, who don't want the Chiefs to win, but uh, it's not about who you want to win. It's about who's going to win. And yep. uh, let's let's face the reality, man. It's Patrick freaking Mahomes. Yeah. He does not lose big games like this. No. Yeah, no. I'm with you. Mahomes has the third ring. And then the, the Brady comparisons. First team to win back-to-back Super Bowl since those 03-04 Patriots following a very similar path where they won a Super Bowl, had a year off, and then won back-to-back. Actually, no, they won. Wait, no, that's not right. I'm off here, but something. Won a Super Bowl, went to one, then had a year off, then went to then won back-to-back. Got it. Yeah, because they, they weren't there for the Bengals-Rams, but they were there for 
Super Bowl 20, the, the 2020 Super Bowl, the 21 Super Bowl, they were off 2022, and 2023, 2024, they were in. There we go. So, no, so this would be number three. I thought for some reason I thought number four for this, for, uh, for the homes. Uh, no, three. I think it's the it's the fourth AFC championship. Got it. Yeah. Got my back, boy. Uh, so, yeah, go Chiefs, baby. And uh, good luck to you, Niners fans and Chiefs fans. Regardless, I hope you all enjoy the game. I enjoy the commercials. Uh, fuck the halftime show. We'll be watching that. We'll have no interest in that whatsoever. You know, Sorry. You know, like Usher? <laughs> and I, there's better choices out there that they could. I mean, there are better choices, but, like, I don't know. It was popular when I was in middle school. Could use in the it's Vegas. It's, it, it's Vegas, though. Like, they yeah. No, it's, yeah. Oh my God, they could have gone so much, so much better for Vegas. Yeah, that's what it is. Before we move on to our next and final segment, uh, we know that a lot of us struggle with trying to go to sporting events live um, because we don't know where the best website is to find good tickets for an affordable price. Now, for those of you trying to get suitable tickets, good luck. Okay, because I don't know if there's any remaining. I'm sure they are because they're crazy expensive. But we have the solution for you. Here's Ryan from No Credentials Required with a message for SeatGeek. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. There you go, SeatGeek. That's where you can get your tickets, not just for the Super Bowl, but any sporting events you want to go to, concerts, stuff like that. Uh, All right, because I just got season. cheapest ticket to the Super Bowl. What is it? Just pull it up on SeatGeek. Shit. I'm going to go 6000 Wow, $6,005. Don't worry about them smart. I'm just playing. I got to put, I pull that shit out of my ass. Uh, damn, I, I still ain't paying that for that. Was, wow, that was pretty wow. <laughs> uh, I, I'm telling you, bro, I guess that shit. I, I don't have, I don't even have the SeatGeek app, so I gotta next time have that ready for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, use the code Battle Sports for $20 off, and uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit out of my price range, so sorry, SeatGeek. I uh, hate to break to you, I don't think I'll be attending that game uh, in Vegas. Plus, I'm sure for the, the, the cheapest tickets, like above, right? It's like the top of the stadium, yeah, it's yeah, way up there. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. I'll just watch it at home. Yeah. But it's okay. Uh, it's always next. You would still be paying about $5,000 for a Super Bowl ticket. Damn, with, $5,000. With the, tw- with the 20% off. Oh, yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Um, yeah. But, but regardless, uh, we shift our attention to our New York football giants as our last segment. They made a few coaching moves. Recently, they are almost done filling out the coaching staff. Uh, first off, let's go with the tight ends coach. They uh, hired Tim Kelly from the Tennessee Titans, who uh, they he's coming off a season or a couple of seasons now where he's been coaching guys like uh, Chig Okonkwo. Uh, the Titans finished seventh in tight end receiving yards uh, this past season, and uh, they've been doing a hell of a job uh, with the guys they have over there. And you know, shout out to, to, to Kelly for his job over there in Tennessee. And he comes to the Giants, where he will have to deal with the often injured Darren Waller and the young, but kind of promising 
uh, prospect in Daniel Bellinger. So I guess first thoughts on that, my friend. I like it. I'm very excited to see what he does with uh, Bellinger because, like, sure, like, everyone goes through one does a Waller. Waller's kind of established. Bellinger, there's still potential tight end one upside, in my opinion. He could be a really good tight end in the future. We've seen it. Before he got his eyes poked in Jacksonville last season, he was starting to break out a little bit. So if he can kind of tap into that, you know, what we saw, I think he's going to do wonders for Daniel Bellinger. All righty. We'll take it. Uh, Kelly has a pretty long history when it comes to coaching. Uh, he's worked in the NFL for 10 years. He was the OC, offensive coordinator for the Texans in 2019, was also the quarterback's coach in 2020 uh, for Houston as well. Uh, he was the passing game coordinator for the Titans in 2022 before uh, sticking at Pat M's yeah. guy. And, so he's trying uh, to build a resume to be an OC. It's what he's doing. He's bouncing around. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to be an OC. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing so many different positions. and uh, He's learning, he he's learning the offense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just like the just like the um, the rest of us trying to learn, exactly something. So, but he's uh, doing we'll it at it. a much much bigger pace. <laughs> exactly, a lot of experience. So that obviously helps well for the Giants because yeah. they just need to experience guys. Uh, he's, he's pretty young. He's like thirty something. He's like thirty seven. I think. So yeah, he's yeah. He's in football years. He's young. hundred oh, percent. Um, other than that, um, that's kind of it. What we have for Kelly. But uh, most yeah. importantly, the Giants have found the defense coordinator. Uh, obviously, the Wink Martindale saga is over. I personally love the Wink, but the way he left the Giants organization like that was not very, I guess, professional. professional. Yeah. No, everything about what every everything he did was just wrong. Yeah, and I liked Wink. I, I thought I thought I do. I love Wink. I loved yeah. I loved his defense. I wanted him. I wanted him to be defense coordinator in twenty twenty four, but. Knowing what I know now, I'm glad he's gone. Get get exactly. his like toxic attitude out of this locker room. Send him out, and in comes Shane Bowen, who ironically also comes from Tennessee. Uh, so woohoo! We were just stealing Titans guys left we're and right, coaching the Titans, huh? Okay, yeah, might as well just get Derek Henry. You know, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, the point is, uh, Mr. Bowen has uh. Is also a pretty young coordinator himself, 37 years old. He was the chosen one out of the eight candidates that the Giants uh, interviewed with, most specifically Brian Dable interview, interviewed with as well. Mr. Bowen uh, attended the University of Georgia Tech, and according to SNY, uh, the Giants were impressed by his communication skills, intelligence, and fundamentals. The Titans finished no worse than 11th in scoring defense twice during his time with the Titans, the Titans also had the best red zone defense in 2022 and 2023. Also has a pretty solid resume. Uh, was the uh, He's been an outside linebackers coach and a defensive assistant uh, for the Houston Texans before coming to the Titans um, and serving his time there. Uh, most importantly to note, the Giants will stick with the 3-4 defense, which is great. Great, yes. Uh, Getcha Lawrence in the middle. Now, the, the guys on the edges, in terms of the obviously 3-4 defense, four linebackers, three down linemen, the other two linemen, who are they going to be? I don't know, but they got to figure that shit out because I do not want to see fucking Rakeem Nunez Roches or fucking Ashawn Robinson. I don't mind Robinson. I, I never had a problem with it. He was just average. I never had an yeah, issue. Never loved him, never hate him. It was like, oh, cool, he's there. 
Yeah, I, I never had an issue with Robinson or Ms. Rocha. I just feel like you could have, they could have, they could have upgraded. Yeah. I guess is the better mm-hmm. way to say it. So maybe they'll address it in the draft, but we'll, that is to be determined. More importantly, uh, the continued development of Kayvon Thibodeau and the question when it comes to Aziz Ojulari is going to be back uh, for next season. Uh, I see. I think he's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Um, he might be one more year to free agency. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. because he he was a second round pick, and I don't think we drafted him with McKinney, who's a free agent this year. 2021 so 234 okay no you're right one more year all mm-hmm. right so that means let me correct that it's the continued development of Thibodeau plus the hopefully health of Aziz Odilar will be the key unless the Giants make upgrades at the outside linebacker position the Giants still need the outside linebackers coach as we're recording this so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. there uh article will be out on bellyhubsports.com once the Giants hire an outside linebackers coach in terms of the inside linebackers, uh, Micah McFadden and Bobby Okariki, I feel okay with McFadden. Do yeah. You? Yeah, I feel fine, McFadden. You might see a little bit of a step back in this game because I think he fits so well in Martindale's defense. But once he kind of – since it's so a 3-4, I think McFadden will find his way very fast. Okay. Okay, cool. That's something that uh, hopefully I feel feel comfortable. Yeah, because that was my that was my big concern with like Okereke, McFadden, and Dexter Lawrence is if we bring in a DC who's going to flip us back to a four three defense, how are those three going to do? Because their role has just got diminished. Hundred percent. Because Thibodeau would probably be placed on the edge instead of that. Yeah, like yeah, not, like it would yeah. benefit Thibodeau and Azil Jabari, but like those three are gone. Exactly. McFadden and Okariki, that would be – I mean, I'm sure Okariki would figure it out with McFadden. We've never seen him in a 4-3. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't even know in college if he ran 4-3. If he ran yeah, I think he probably ran 3-4 in college. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure, they could upgrade – you know, find an upgrade, you know, for McFadden, but I think they'll stick with him. Um, that's something no, that's McFadden, I think, earned his spot. He had a very good stretch. Okay. Especially during the Tommy Cutlets rise. He was kind of everywhere. He – he he rides for Tommy Collins because I remember like his first game was in Buffalo was like when I really felt that presence like oh okay McFadden's out there like he's making plays and then just seeing like the rest of the season you heard his name like three times a game yeah so he's been good I guess yeah I uh, love it. he's a great great yeah. find by this team and you got to credit the the you know GMs for what was he under Gettleman no he was under uh, Shane no I think Shane picked him up. All right, cool. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I don't think it's Gettleman. No, I doubt, uh, I doubt Gettleman picked him up. Fuck Gettleman. I'm just playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate that anyway, guy yeah. so much. <laughs> Shout out to Shane Bowen, man. Welcome to the team as a defense coordinator. Shout out to Tim Kelly, the new uh, tight ends coach. And uh, Mike Kafka is still here, so that's good. Uh, and Brian Dable is the going to be his third year at the helm. So that's going to be – that's rare for – First Giants to go three years since Tom Coughlin. Yes, sir. So that, that's not great, but it's something. Uh, yeah, it was 2022 fifth-round pick. Oh, okay. There we go. We just, we, we just need some stability when it comes to yeah. head coaching. Mm-hmm. Not much sleep. Oops. Anyways. <laughs> um, all right, last thing real quick. Giants have six, the six overall pick. That's not going to change unless they, uh, they trade up. Been seeing a lot of mock drafts, a lot of stupid mock drafts as well. Yeah. Because speaking uh, of stupid, I don't know. Did you see Bleacher Reports? Um, 
trade proposal? Was it the, with the Bills? Yes. All right, move on. Well, I don't want to talk about that shit. Nice. Right. For those of you who didn't see, uh, or yeah, who may or may not follow Bleacher Report, clearly Brian does. I do too. The uh, there's a trade proposal by a so-called expert that the Giants. Are That's not an Lawrence. expert. That's someone who's never watched football before in their life. Fair enough to me. They said the Giants should trade Dexter Lawrence, a second rounder and a fourth rounder or whatever, for Stephon Diggs and a sixth rounder. <laughs> no thanks. Because how the hell are you going to replace Dexter Lawrence? You're not. You can find yeah. a receiver in the draft. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, like yeah. Stephon Diggs is not like – he's a not only is he like – he's a yeah, it's not a great trade regardless, but Stephon Diggs is also starting to decline a little bit. So we're going to trade – one of the best defensive tackles in the game, who's still young and going to possibly get better for Stefan Diggs, who's only going to get worse. Exactly. And probably his bigger contract. Where I'm not really seeing any upside for Giants in this one. Besides, like, yeah, Stefan Diggs would be great for the offense, but the defense just took a major hole because Dexter Lawrence is, like, the guy. Mm-hmm. And you still, I mean, it's not like the Giants – are a receiver away from no. being good. Like there's so many holes. It's like don't don't, don't create be new holes to fix current holes. There you go. Um and you can get one in the draft. I mean I'm just oh, yeah. plenty there's plenty of wide receivers. It's a very deep receiver draft. I and mean, there's some rumors that some a certain Ohio State wide receiver might be falling. I personally don't take account senior bowl rumors, but that is one that's been flying around. So Chicago. So the the rumor is that, that teams are liking neighbors more than Marvin Harrison Jr. That they might that a team like I'm trying to think. So like four is I think the Chargers. Yes. No. Yes. Doesn't Chicago have two picks? Yeah, but they're like late in the draft. Like the second, it's like tenth. Oh. I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Tankathon.com. Arizona's fourth. Chargers are fifth. Arizona could go neighbors or uh, Chargers could go neighbors over Harrison, leaving Harrison there at six. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Kind of love it. So Caleb goes one. Mayor Daniels. Mayor Daniels and the other guy goes to three New England. And then Arizona gets who? Neighbors. Which the uh LSU wide receiver. And the Chargers get Chargers uh, I don't know what they would get. They yeah, Bowers or something like that. Yeah. And then we would pick up Marvin Harrison. Harrison. So Marvin Harrison is in play for the Giants right now. If the rumors are true. <laughs> it's it's I draft it. rumor, it's draft season. There's so many rumors. Take all of them with a grain of salt, but this one is one to keep an eye on. And then we draft Onyx. Yeah, yeah, they're going to draft like JJ McCarthy. I'm going to jump off a building. Oh man! Look, I just um, I I'm I'm sure we'll see a lot more mock drafts once the season ends and as we approach draft season. But uh, I'm just yeah, they're saying... just starting to come out. This is like the first first round, and you're kind of competing with the Super Bowl. So like, you want it to be a little bit, you know, some hot takes in there, get some clicks. So who would you want at number six? Um, I would want Daniels at number six. If we're ranking my the guys, it would be Jaden Daniels, Joe Alt, 
and then Marvin Harrison or neighbors that that. wide receiver. I see you're Notre Dame. uh... It's not even Notre Dame bias. It's just like building up the offensive line. I swear to God. It's just like I want – if I was a Giants general manager, I would sign T. Higgins. I would draft Alt, put him at right tackle, move Neil to guard, and draft like Penix or something in the second round. Ah, see – it's just a lot of us want like big names and stuff. We want the sexiest picks, but hey, yeah, offensive. And and what's it called? There, there's a plan in place maybe to put uh, Evan Neal at guard. I would love it. So love it. there you go. I'm just saying, if you draft Michael Penix, no way you're putting Evan Neal at right tackle. I'm sorry. No, you can't. You it, Penix it be, will die. Yeah. Uh huh. That's the only reason. Like, because I like Penix, and the only way you can bring Penix is is if you have an established offensive line. Because the injury exactly. reports are just that bad. hundred percent. You don't want Tyree Phillips. No offense to Phillips, because he's was better than Neil. He's fine, like, he but he's not. Yeah, you can't. You have to like have like a top five offensive line for Michael Penix to thrive. And I think if you get Alt, Neil fits better at guard. Smiths do better. Thomas is all pro. Alt had four penalties called against him in his entire four years at Notre Dame. Like, that's a pretty good off. And then. Figure out left left guard. Sign yeah. Shaq Mason, throw him there. there you go. Bring back Justin yeah. Pugh if you really want to. Hey! Well, maybe. Yeah, Pugh had, had, he had his struggles. He had his struggles, uh, yeah, but, but four out of five. And left That's guard, true. it's not that bad. And yeah, and we'll he's play. a um, um, Penix is a lefty, so he won't Fair be his blind side. Well, there you go. And, you know, as I think we talked about before, we don't need a great offensive line, just average enough to get the job done because John's offensive line has been below average for as many years now. So just just be average. That's all you got, that's all you got to do. Just so, uh, yeah, Andrew Thomas. So that's already a starter already. So just, just get it done. Mm-hmm. And John Michael Smith. So just get yeah. it done. Uh, for me, I would probably – it's just I know Daniels is going to go top three because it's yeah. stupid Chicago. Oh, unless Chicago oh, – oh. Unless oh, yeah, Chicago, unless unless Washington, unless all these rumors are just a oh, smoke yeah. screen, and Washington is ready to roll with Sam Howell, that could oh, shake things yeah. up. A, shake things up enough where Daniels could either fall or put us in a position where we'll trade up to four. That's not a big jump for us. We can probably pair one of our second round picks and jump up. I don't think I don't think Sam. No, hell no. No, with Dan Quinn and uh, Kingsbury. Oh hell, Kingsbury trying to get his ass out of there. No, no, hell no. I, if fuck, if the Commanders roll with Sam Howell again, the Giants will continue to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Next season, because there's mm-hmm. I, if I'm the Commanders, no way I'm putting Sam Howell out there again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. But like, you could see. They, I I can see a world there is you know. Howell showed flashes. I could see a world where those commanders want to take another shot with them. Mm-hmm. Or they so. they love Caleb Williams but can't trade up, and then they don't like May or Daniel. So they're just like, all right, we'll roll with Howell again and try again next year. Mm-hmm. All righty then. We'll see. We'll obviously talk more Giants and mock drafts and draft prospects as we get closer to the draft. Uh, but, of course, we have the Super Bowl to watch. So for those of you uh, who are, you know, Chiefs Niners fans, enjoy yourself, please. And for the rest of us, enjoy your time as well. Please uh, be safe. Obviously, I appreciate y'all for being patient with me. 
Uh, obviously, mental health is a, uh, a tough issue to deal with. I know, you know, I spoke with Brian off air about this too. Uh, we've both gone through it uh, in the past, more specifically me more recently. Uh, so obviously there's help out there in all seriousness. I know we love talking sports and all that stuff, but it's a point in time where, you know, some sports of us may are not great, be- but okay. mental health is number one. hundred percent. And there's help out there. I mean, there's so many, um, hotlines that are out there, especially the, the nine eight eight one, which is the nationwide, uh, suicide and crisis hotline. Don't not, not that I uh, was going towards a suicide route, but more like the crisis and just my mental health was just not okay. I was probably the deepest flow of my entire 23 years so far. Uh, so, you know, guys, you know, the 988 numbers out there, there's a bunch of uh, of uh, hotlines out there as well, but 988 is the main one if you ever need help uh, or in a crisis or just just need someone to talk to, they, have been, they were a great help to me uh, as well. So just, uh, you know, I, I can't promise you guys, and this is for YouTube, Ryan, I can't promise you that we're gonna be consistent uh yeah. i'm getting better to an extent but it's to the point where if i can can i keep this up consistently recording on a certain day at a certain time that it remains to be seen but i am working on it and i hope you guys can bear with me yeah no um, no dude i speak for the audience i speak for myself we will bear with you please just focus on getting better that's all we want you don't yes, this sir. show does not matter yes sir i appreciate you man i appreciate you i appreciate you guys for watching and listening thank you like i said for bearing with for bearing with me thank you for watching and listening listen to the podcast version uh thanks for thanks for you know clicking the uh the download or the play button where you want to call it on spotify or apple podcast and then yeah today is wednesday after recording this so enjoy the super bowl on sunday we will see you most likely on tuesday and then uh, we will talk more with you guys then. So enjoy the big game, enjoy the commercials, enjoy the halftime show if you want to. I will not. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, on Tuesday. Have a great one, guys. Thank you very much.